are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. In Psalms 107, verse 20, it says, God sent His Word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. He didn't say God sent His Word to heal them. He said God sent His Word and healed them and delivered. Now see, if He just said He sent His Word to do it, it might not have been enough. But He said He sent His Word and did it. Now when God sent His Word and did it, it did it. I mean, don't tell God it didn't because he believes it did. <laughs> Can't you say amen? amen? So when God said he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction, as far as God's concerned, it was done. But now you see, we have to believe it and know it. And then it'll be manifest in us. See, wasn't that what we read in Colossians? Since the day you heard of it and knew the grace of God in truth, the willingness of God, and knew the truth about it. See, I said that the Scripture a lot of times can be taken two or three different ways, and at least two of them will be opposite of each other. For instance, we mentioned this in the other session, the fact that what Apostle Paul said in the 8th chapter of 2 Corinthians, verse 9, you know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be made rich. I hear people all the time taking that scripture and preaching poverty from it. Well, Jesus was poor, and you ought not have anything. They're not going with the intent of the scripture, see. The intent is that he suffered the curse of poverty for you so you wouldn't have to. But you see how you could draw out of that, out of context, and teach the very opposite. But if you stay with the intent of the word, it'll always produce that very thing within your life. So God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Now, you remember when Jesus talked with them there on the mount, and then he ascended up and went to the Father? And he's seated at the right hand of the Father. The Bible says he's seated there until his enemies have made his footstool. So he's not coming back to meet your need. He's not coming back for every little thing that happens to you to make it right. But now listen to what Paul says here. Verse 6. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Now first he's going to tell you what the righteousness of faith wouldn't say. You see if you back up to verse 2 you get a bird's eye view of about 90% of the church. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. There's a lot of people have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. But to understand the Bible, we must go to the intent of the scripture and keep it in context. You could prove anything by taking things out of context. I mean, from the Bible, you could find it in the Bible. You know, the Bible says, let him that stole steal. No more. <laughs> I mean, if you just quit too quick, you're in trouble, see. And of Judas, you know, the Bible says that Judas went out and hanged himself. There's another scripture that says, go thou and do likewise. And a lot of people have by taking scripture out of context and not staying with the intent of the scripture. They've hung themselves spiritually. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise 
Now, first he's telling you what he wouldn't say. Say not in thy heart, who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring Christ again from the dead. Well, now you might think, who in the world would say that? We all have. Have you ever said, Lord, come down and touch me? Then that's exactly what you said. If the Lord had just come touch me, I'd be healed. He's not coming. He's seated at the right hand of the Father until his enemies have made his footstool. But he sent his word. And his word will do everything that he did when he was here on earth. If you'll receive that word. The power of that word. Now see, notice the intent of what Paul is saying. Now remember what he said in Romans, the fourth chapter. We were going to become heirs of the world, not through the law, but through the righteousness, which is of faith. And now he tells you what the righteousness of faith would do. The righteousness, which is of faith. Look at verse 8. What saith it? Now remember, he's talking about what the righteousness, which is of faith, says. The word is nigh thee. In other words, Jesus is not coming back to touch me. Jesus is not coming here to change my finances. He's seated at the right hand of the Father until his enemies have made his footstool. But he sent his word. He sent his word. In 2 Peter chapter 1, it says, God hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. How? Through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things, it says. See, his divine power. What is his divine power? The word authored by the Holy Spirit. The divine power. According as his divine power hath given. The word has given us these things. So then, we don't have to say, Jesus will have to come back. We'll have to reverse the process of death. We'll have to get Jesus back physically so he could touch me and I could get healed or do something about my finances or tell me to go catch that fish, the first fish, and look in his mouth. No. The righteousness, which is of faith, says Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, but thank God his word is as nigh to me. His word of what? Word of promise. His word of promise. According as his divine power hath given, not going to, hath given, already done it. See, God considers it done. He's done all he's going to do about it. His word is out. And then it says, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. See, I'm quoting from Second Peter chapter 1. Whereby are given, in other words, by this means, exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers. Didn't say you would be, said you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Now, with that understanding, let's read the rest of this. But the righteousness which is of faith... Speaketh on this wise, or here's what the righteousness which is of faith says, The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Now notice, he said it's in your mouth and in your heart, not in your neighbor's mouth and in your heart. It's not in your pastor's mouth and in your heart. It's not in your wife's mouth and in your heart. It's in your mouth and in your heart. Now that's a key. What I'm pointing out to you is the intent of the scripture here. And when we get over here a little further, it'll clarify itself a little bit. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee. The word is nigh unto me. It's in my mouth and it's in my heart. That's the way you transfer the word from the head to the heart. 
you speak it there. Your words have more effect on your spirit than anyone else's words. You like your ideas better than anyone else does. Have you noticed that? That is the word of faith which we preach. Paul said, this is the word of faith which I preach. You know, we say we word of faith people. Well, Paul was a word of faith man. You know why he called it the word of faith? Because it's filled with faith. Now he says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in thy heart God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now look at verse 17. So then, faith cometh. Now notice the word cometh is in italics, added by the translator. It wasn't there at all in the Greek. They just did that to make it flow. So then faith by hearing and hearing by the word. Faith by hearing. Didn't say faith by reading. Now see how we can misunderstand some things sometimes and miss the whole intent of a scripture. For years, I thought faith came by reading. Oh, boy, if I just read my Bible. Well, if you read it out loud. Amen. Now, I know that to a certain degree you hear in your mind when you read. I mean, I can read Brother Hagin's stuff and I can hear his voice. Have you noticed that? Yeah. But I don't hear it with my ear, you see. You hear it in your mind. But, you see, it says faith by hearing. That's the truth. Now, faith by hearing. Now, if you're hearing God's word, faith is coming in God's word. If you're hearing the devil's word, faith is coming in the devil. Amen. So now, here's the intent I want you to see, and don't ever forget it. So then, faith cometh by hearing the word. But the intent is that it comes by hearing your voice speak God's word. Not your neighbor's voice, not your pastor's voice. Not somebody else's voice. Comes by hearing your voice speak the word of God. Now, don't misunderstand me. I believe there's a certain amount of faith that would come by hearing, you know, if you're listening to Alexander Scorby on the New Testament on tape. I think you'd gain some faith there. But I'm showing you the intent of what Paul is driving at. See, the intent of his teaching here is the Word is as close to you. The Word of promise. The Word of faith. It's as close to you and having it manifest in your life as getting it in your mouth and speaking it into your heart. That's how close it is to you. Now Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father and He's not coming back to do these things. But the Word will do it. He's already sent His Word and done it as far as God is concerned. But he has to be in your mouth and in your heart. So the intent is that faith cometh by hearing your voice speak, quote, proclaim, and say what God said. Can you say amen? amen? I'm glad you could join us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. I trust you've been blessed as we've taught concerning the Word of God. Now, our offer all this week is CD offer number 7243. It's entitled, The Intent of the Word. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. But this series will give you insight in how to interpret the Word of God by intent. The intent of the law is more important than what the law reads. I'm talking about our governmental laws. And God's Word is the same way. The intent 
of what is written in the Bible is sometimes more important than what was written down. Now, in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, the Apostle Paul is talking about finances. And he makes this statement. He said, You know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might be made rich. Now, the intent of that is that he suffered the curse of poverty for you. Now, Jesus had abundance because he operated in spiritual law. But when he came to this earth, he was poverty-stricken as far as God's heaven is concerned because up there the streets are pure gold. He came down here where dirt streets were. But here Paul says, For you know the grace of the Lord Jesus, that though he was rich, he became poor. Why did he become poor? so that you might be made rich or you might have abundance. In other words, it was part of the curse of the law, and he redeemed us from the curse of the law. Galatians 3.13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. He redeemed us from poverty. He redeemed us from sickness. He redeemed us from spiritual death. Yes, you can still be sick. You can still be in poverty. And you can still die spiritually, but you don't have to. He redeems you from it. The intent of the word reveals the real truth of what Jesus came to do, redeem us from the curse of the law. That's offer number 7243. It'll be a blessing to you. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you, the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.